0: hi everyone and welcome to the thank you for laughing podcast where we make light of life one episode at a time this is your host stephanie Shar at own your bold and at thank you for laughing on instagram i'm so happy you're here and i'm super excited for today's interview i'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then we'll dive right in so Sarah Chipchinski is a multi-passionate toddler mama, army officer, and entrepreneur who has more than 15 years of leadership experience in everything from business to politics and nonprofit to the military. After years of successfully checking boxes and leading the way she was told she had to, she realized that the uncomfortable knot in the pit of her stomach was not normal or healthy. On paper, she was a good leader, but in her heart, she knew she had work to do. Sarah started focusing on knowing herself, knowing her vision, and knowing her team, and is now a top leader in an organization and actually enjoys growing her people. Now, as a leadership coach and the host of the Beyond Leadership podcast, her goal is to help you break through the expectations placed on you so that you can lead with authenticity and in alignment with who you are,
1: So welcome Sarah. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm excited about the conversation. Yeah, and I
0: was just on her podcast a few weeks ago, maybe months ago. Who knows? Time is fake. I never know where I am. (laughs) But um, and also I just need to mention that Sarah is not technically a single mom, but she kind of has that lifestyle most of the week because her and her husband are both in the army. Right. So he's not really around a lot just due to your careers. So I just think that's phenomenal. And I was actually just listening to our interview from your podcast right before this, just to kind of like review it. And hear some of the things we talked about on there. And it was funny because you told me that I do all the things and I look at you and I think you do all the things So I just think you're amazing. And I think you're very inspiring. And um, so, but let's start at the beginning. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, what you do and how you got to this point?
1: Um, Yeah. So first of all, isn't it funny how we look at other women and always think that they do all the things while completely ignoring all of the things that we are doing and balancing. I sit there and I look at all these people and I'm like, oh my God, they have, they have it all together they do this they do that look at her she's amazing and she's gorgeous and she's fit and she has kids and and then i'm sitting here listening to you read my bio and i was like who is this girl that's got it all together oh wait it's me and i don't
0: <laughs> i know we do we have to give ourselves more credit right and that's something that i've definitely gotten better at over the years um but yeah we need to we need to celebrate ourselves more right so yeah so tell us tell us your story
1: so I am, like I said, a, a, a mama first and foremost to the, the little boy who is the light of my life. Um, he turns four this month and he is full of personality. Um, and like you mentioned, I am essentially a Monday through Friday single mom. My husband and I are both in the military. Um, we met down in Fort Benning, Georgia 13 years ago, something like that. Well yeah, 13, I think 12, whatever, a while ago. Um but we're both in the military and his assignment has taken him away from home. So uh he comes home on the weekends when he can and Monday or Sunday night or technically through Friday night on the weekends that he comes home, I am a single mama. Um in addition to that, which anyone who's a mom knows is a full-time job in and of itself. Um, I'm in the military full-time and I have a business and I run a podcast and I try to stay healthy. um, and I try to have a social life, but you know, it's, I won't say it's about balance because I don't believe in balance. Um, but I do believe that you can do all the things you just can't do them all on the same day.
0: Yeah, and you need to know what your priorities are, right? And everyone's priorities Absolutely. are different. So, you know, like having a six pack is not my priority, <laughs> but making sure that I, you know, I'm healthy enough to live longer, to have mm-hmm. more time with my son, and you know, don't die of heart disease. <laughs> like Absolutely. I, I, and and I like to work out for my mental health. So, you know, obviously we all have we all have different goals, and that's fine. So, mm-hmm. um, when's your son's birthday?
1: September 23rd.
0: So my son's is the 15th. He's going to be eight in a few days. So that's oh. cool. <laughs> They're pretty close in uh well, not in age, but in their, their birth dates. And their so, yeah. So what made you decide, you know, you're already a mama, you're married, you have a husband, even if it's long distance, obviously that takes work. Maybe that even takes more work than being close together because you have to be, you know, you have to keep that spark alive and, you know, keep that relationship up. So you already have like all these responsibilities and priorities, right? So what made you decide, okay, well, on top of all that, I'm also gonna be a leadership coach and have a podcast. What made you decide to do those other things as well?
1: Um, well the podcast is kind of a funny story because I, um, back in, early 2020, right? We're talking pre-pandemic. Before I was military full-time, let me preface this, before I was full-time military, um, I'd been in the National Guard for a while. Um, But because my husband moved around so much, I followed him all over the country. And what I did was I worked in network marketing and I had made it to a a leadership position in the company that I was in and still am in technically to this day. but that was, that was what I did. Um, and there were a lot of things about leadership and network marketing that just never quite fit for me. There were just some, some things that just seemed off. Like I didn't feel like we were getting adequate training on leadership qualities, tactics, strategies. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I had my kiddo and I said, I'm taking this full-time job because you know, most women, when they have a kid, they're like, I wanna spend more time with my kid. My epiphany was, oh my God, if my husband dies, because right, I'm a catastrophizer, if something happens to him, I have no way to take care of us. I'm gonna go take this full-time job back in Wisconsin at home um, and, you know, try to, to make something for myself. So while I was doing that, right before the pandemic started, I said, you know, I need to get back on track with my network marketing business. And I hired my first ever business coach and I went into it thinking I'm going to get all these business skills. I'm going to bring my business back to life, my network marketing business. I'm going to go make my millions, eventually quit my full-time job in the army. And this is, this is what I wanted. Um, And then we did an exercise where we planned out or described what we wanted our lives to be like in the next 10 years. Um, it's a exercise Rachel Hollis does this. There's a lot of other big names, you know, like strategy folks that say, you know, what's your 10 year vision and nowhere in it was my network marketing company. Um, mm. and it was in that moment that I had this, like, it was also, it was almost like relief, but also grief.
0: Cause I was yeah. grieving
1: something that I had wanted for so long or that I had been telling myself I wanted for so long, but I realized it was just another thing that was checking another box. Um, so I did what I had done in my military career. And I kind of went in and I said, okay, what do I want? What are my priorities? And the thing about all of my career paths that I realized that I really love was building leaders, whether that had been in my network marketing business as a leader there or in the military or in my earlier years when I worked nonprofit or when I worked politics, I loved working with other leaders and helping them achieve. And so of that, this leadership coaching was kind of born because it wasn't something I necessarily set out to do do as a business, but I started talking about it on social media. And then I started getting questions. And then the business coach that I had hired said, if you're getting these questions and you're giving this advice, why don't you get paid for it? Absolutely. There was the business born.
0: Yeah, for sure. I have like so many thoughts that I'm writing down right now, what you're saying, (laughs) what you just said. So I think, you know, first of all, I don't, I don't think that's catastrophizing or whatever you said, that word that you said about, you know, what if my husband dies someday? I think that, and I'm going to get on my like feminist soapbox here for two seconds, but like, I think that like more women should think that way because I was actually listening to a podcast one time and it was with a, with an interview with a man. um, And he wrote a book. I don't remember his name, but he wrote a book that I haven't read yet, but it was um, like smart women think rich or something or smart women I don't know what I don't know what it was exactly but anyway it was about his grandma and how she was always really good with money even back in the day when women weren't really supposed to be messing with the money and he shared a statistic that said that 80 percent of women die like 80 percent of men die before women do like die before their wives do So basically like 80% of women die as widows. And so it's really important for women to have their own money, learn how to manage their own money, things like that, because you really don't know what's going to happen to the other person. Right. And so that's so important to have that knowledge to have, you know, to, to be doing that stuff. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think that was actually a very smart
1: thing that you thought. So I'm trying to give you credit for that. So you don't just think you were being paranoid. It was hard at the time because I wanted to spend time with my son, right? He's this, I went to work when he was just shy of five months old, which I know is more maternity leave, unfortunately, and we can get on a whole tangent there, but more maternity leave than most people get but it was just this, it was gnawing at me. I was like, what if something happens? I don't have a way to take care of my family. It was like this maternal instinct just flipped on and it was in order to take care of him. I need not just to like produce milk and change his diaper. I need to have money to buy him things that he not only needs, but things that he wants.
0: Yeah. And that is being a good mom thinking about that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, some people think, you know, if I spend time away from my kid, that's taking away from my kid. And also I'm not knocking on stay at home moms. Like if that's what you want to do, go for it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anyone should do anything either way. I'm just saying that if that is a concern of yours, like definitely do something about it, you know? So I think, I think that's great that you did that. Um, I also think that, you know, as you were sharing that, I thought of how it's okay if dreams change too. Like it's okay if at one point your mm-hmm. dream was to quit your job and be a millionaire in network marketing and then it changed. And I just, I think that people just have this idea that like everything needs to last forever. Every friendship needs to last forever. And if it doesn't, then it's a failed friendship. Every relationship, every, you have to stay the same job forever. Or if you leave, you're a failure. Or if you get fired or whatever. And it's like, not everything has to last forever. So mm-hmm. it's it's okay if those dreams change and move and stuff like that. And I think a lot of times people, people get really uncomfortable with 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 other people changing. You know, they're like, oh, well, you said this and now you're doing that. And and it's, it's like, just do you, right? And I think that's totally fine. If dreams change, if opinions change. And I think that's really cool that you came to that realization and you're doing whatever is making you happy in the moment. And that could change again, you know, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I also don't think that everyone has to be a full-time entrepreneur. Like, I think it's awesome that you're still in the military and it's awesome that you're doing these other things. And I think that there's also this, this misconception, this assumption that like everyone who's an entrepreneur, if you don't do that full time, if that's not the only thing you do, then you're failing at that. And it's like, people can live in the gray. Like people can be a mixture and be multifaceted and do multiple things. And I just, I think that's great. So I just, I wanted to share those things with you so when it comes to coaching what exactly do you offer do you do like is it more one-on-one is it a group thing is it like courses classes like how do you how do you run your business
1: Um, it really depends on the season Um, i have a group program that i've run a couple of times now that i absolutely love It is geared towards entrepreneurs and more specifically like women in network marketing to teach them these basic leadership skills. Um, I know when it's funny that you mentioned, you know, being able to change your goals, change your dreams, right? Because when I was in network marketing, the thing that was trying to like hammered at us was you don't change the goal, you change the deadline. So if you missed a goal, it was, you don't change the goal, you change the deadline, Mm -hmm. but I like to teach the women in my course, like when you're having these conversations with yourself or with your people and you miss a goal and you miss it consistently time and time and time and time and time again, take a look at it. Is it actually something you want to be doing or is it something that you're told that you want to do and you just keep going for it, but you're not putting maximum effort toward it because you don't actually give a crap and then you become resentful, right? And that's when you quit. And. That's when you label yourself a failure. Um, So I I go over a lot of these leadership philosophies with these women that aren't taught in network marketing because they're not cool or they're they're not the the cliche leadership philosophies. Um, And similarly, when I have the capacity to take one-on-one clients, um, we do obviously a lot deeper work, but on that same level, more specific to their business, more specific to their team, but really trying to uncover who are you? Because I don't think you can lead other people unless you know how to lead yourself and you can't lead yourself. If you don't know who the heck you are and then what is your actual vision? What are your priorities? Not what is your upline telling you? What is your husband telling you? What is your mom saying you at your core? What is your vision? What are your priorities? And only then do we talk about how to lead your team how to get to know your people, how to be a, a heart first people focused leader that people actually want to follow. So that's, that's kind of the, the method that I go through, whether it's in the group program or with one-on-one clients.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I believe that women that people in general can do anything they want if they want it bad enough. I think mm-hmm. that when, because I have a, I have a history with network marketing too. And when I would talk to some of my people or, or some of my peers and they kept saying that they had this goal for, for years, right. And I'm not judging anybody for that, but I would, I would ask them why they hadn't done it yet. And they're like, I don't know. And they would try to think of excuses and reasons and none of it you know, they just really weren't sure. And I'm like, I, I just don't think you want it bad enough. And they're like, yeah, I think that's it because I know that I could do it. I just don't want it enough. And so I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Um, by the way, the book is called smart women, finish rich. I just thought of it. And I, and I was like, (laughs) it bugs me so much. And I, when I'm like thinking of something and I can't quite remember it, and I'm tired and I have ADHD. So that's what happens. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to read that. We should read that. So when you say heart focused leader, what exactly does that mean? When you think of, you know, this leader that you want to help women become, what is kind of the, the picture of what are some of the other qualities of that leader? What does that mean to you?
1: So when I initially started my leadership deep dive, it was because I was given some less than desirable feedback about the way I was leading in the military. Um, And then I kind of had to take this look and figure out what do I really want to be? How do I really want to lead? And the way that I want to lead, knowing I have very strong strengths uh, when it comes to building relationships, Um, I like to get to know people. I said, I want to be a, a people focused, like heart centered leader that actually gives a crap about her soldiers. And this translates into my business as well, but I want them to know that I care because especially when you you've got a job, like you're in the military and there are times when you will literally put your life on the line, right? You need to know that the person who's, telling you to do the thing cares that they know you have a family back home that they know you are missing timmy's soccer game or that you know like i know i'm asking you to do this on your anniversary i know i'm asking you to be away from home i know i'm asking you to do these things that are really hard um but here's why it's important and if you show them that you care when you ask them to do the hard stuff they're going to be more willing to do it. So and it's it's not like a uh what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's manipulative. Not yeah, it's not manipulative. Um so long as you're not overusing it. But I want my people to know that I give a damn. And that's kind of where heart focused, people focused came from, because that's not necessarily something that's uh popular or Good or viewed well in the military. Um, And that just kind of, once I figured that out, you know, I want to be somebody who cares. I want to be somebody who, when they're having problems, they can come to me and we can figure out ways to solve them together. I don't want them to be afraid of me. Um, I want them to respect me as a human, as I respect them, and not just respect me because I have more rank than them. I want them to also know that I'm human and that, you know, sometimes I'm going to have to leave work early because we've got hockey practice, um, things like that. And then also the fact that with what I do in the military, um, we need to be able to speak very openly. We talk a lot, um, I'm, I'm an intelligence officer. We talk a lot about, um, what could happen. So when I, I say like I catastrophize, literally, that's what I do for a living. I'm an intelligence analyst. Um, so you're perfect to for that. Worst, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we have to come up with these worst case scenarios so that we can mm-hmm. say, hey, here's what the enemy has. Here's what they could do. Now we have to figure out a way to avoid that happening. Like super sadistically, I say like, it's my job to figure out how to kill my friends so that nobody else does. Um, but in that we need to be able to have open conversations about like, yes, this would happen. This wouldn't happen. Hey ma'am, I think you're wrong. And I need them to be able to tell me like, here's why you're wrong without being afraid of telling someone who outranks them that they have a different opinion. Um, And all of us just, I mean, it's, it's very relationship based. I think that without relationships, we've got nothing. And that's how I wanna lead.
0: You're amazing. I, I could never do what you do. I'm like, I'll, no, I'll, I'll sit here and talk to people on the phone all day.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to do it, but the level of anxiety that it gives me is unreal. Yeah, for sure.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for your service. And I really mean that. Um, so that is so cool. That's so cool that you're able to take those skills that you learn at work, bring them into your coaching, take your skills and coaching, bring it to work. And it kind of all blends together and works together. So what are some examples of showing people that you care? You know, what are some of the things like outward, you know, tangible things that someone can do if they're thinking like, "Well, no, I do care about my people, but maybe they don't see that. Or maybe they don't feel that. Like, what are some ways, like an example or two of, how someone can start doing that
1: more? Um, well, I, I just got into a new position um, at work. And the first thing I did was figure out all the people that work with me. I figured out their birthdays and their anniversaries and whether or not they have kids, how old their kids are. Mm. Because then I know that those things and, you know, kids' birthdays those are things that I'm going to acknowledge, whether it's like, oh, hey, happy anniversary or I tell your son happy birthday or something more, it, it can be verbal. It can be a card. It can be like, hey, I know, like I said, I know Timmy's got a soccer game on Tuesdays. So why don't you leave early on Tuesdays and then just pick up the hours on Wednesday morning or sometime down the road? I'm gonna let you go early today because I know that you're gonna have to stay late for something else at some other point in time. Um, And allowing them to feel loved in a way that's appropriate for the workplace. Um, I like to show my affection with baked goods. So I will randomly bring in in baked goods, um, which nobody ever really complains about unless they... (laughs) they have to take a PT test the next day, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's small, inexpensive things that we can do. And I know a lot of times in network marketing, um, you know, you think you have to get these big flashy gifts where as a leader, you end up spending all of your profits on gifts for other people, but that's, that's external motivation, right? So there's two kinds of motivation we can have. We can have external motivation where you're dangling the carrot or offering the shiny thing in order to do X. And all that does is train people to not work unless there's a shiny thing being offered to them. What you want to instill as a leader is that internal motivation. You want them to know that they're loved, that they're cared for, that they are part of the the company or the organization and that what they are doing plays into the greater mission, into the greater vision, because they're going to take that and internalize it and go, "Wow, Stephanie's a woman that I want to work for. I want to do well in my business because I know that it props up the team, or I want to do well on this product or in this mission because I know the bigger picture and what's at stake." That's internal motivation, and that's something that they're going to carry with them forever, whether they stay with you or go on to something different that's what I aim for as a leader is that internal motivation. So how can I take care of people so that they want to work, not just for me, but with me?
0: Yeah. And you're learning about who they are outside of work because you're seeing them as humans with full lives and other priorities. And I remember, so, I mean, I recently got a quote unquote, normal job again, right back in March. And um, and it was my first time having a boss in eight years. And I, I've never worked somewhere like this where they actually care about me. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's very strange. And when I first got hired, I was like terrified of being 30 seconds late. I was terrified of like, my son got sick one day and I had to work from home. And I was like, so worried I was gonna get fired. And I think a lot of times, like going back to the whole entrepreneur versus employee thing, we're taught a lot of network marketing too that, you know, oh, why would you ever want to work for someone who's going to like tell you when to pee, tell you when to eat, and run your whole life? And it's like the real question we should be asking is why are we allowing workplaces to function like this? Like,
1: exactly. Like,
0: they shouldn't even be that controlling. Like, if we had, more healthier workplaces and i mean i I could go into like what i feel about the system and capitalism and all that but we won't do that tonight but um like i mean if if we change the way that workplaces look and the way that bosses treat their employees more people would be okay with being employees because it all comes down to the way that you're treated right i mean half the time we don't even care what kind of work we're doing as long as they're being treated right and, um, so I think that's the real question you need to be asking. And it does start with being a great leader yourself. And, um, you know, it also depends on your love language, I think too, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you're saying you, like your love language is probably gifts or something like that because you, you bring in the baked goods and like, I don't bake, but I, I love to eat, but my love language is quality time. And words of affirmation is my second one. But so when I when I was a leader in network marketing, those would be my prizes would be, because what I noticed is people didn't care as much about the jewelry or gift cards or anything else as they did just hanging out with me and getting to spend time with me and getting to have those deeper conversations and doing stuff just for fun outside of work. And even if it was like, you know, win a coffee date with me, but it was like, they're going to spend an hour or two of my time just hanging out and just enjoying life. And we started doing like team dinners at my home and we started doing, I started doing all these different things that I wasn't seeing other people doing in network marketing. And maybe they thought it was weird or a waste of time, or I don't really care, but my people loved it. And that was really, that was really what they wanted was they just wanted more of me, more of my heart Mm -hmm. and soul. And I was happy to give it because that's my love language. And I was so glad that they wanted that. I was like, great. So, um, you know so that's just something that um, I think you can do too is think about like what is my love language outside of work and how it, how can I implement that as a leader. Um, so what would you say for people who maybe maybe they aren't working so let's go back to like being a say all oh, mom, right? Like obviously that is a job mm-hmm. and um, you know you are a leader of your family or maybe you're a leader in the PTA or the book club or And you're just a neighbor that wants to be a good influence on your neighbors. How could people kind of implement it there? I mean, obviously, like I just said, they can use their love language and and try to do that. But how can people become a leader just like in their everyday lives?
1: Yeah, so one of the most frequent places I use leadership skills and leadership tactics, if you will, is with my kid. (laughs) Because if you have kids, right, you know, trying to get a four-year-old boy to do anything when you want him to do it can be taxing. We'll just call it taxing. Um, But when it's, when it's with my son, with your family, especially if you've got little kids, um, instead of telling them what to do, enable them to be leaders in their own lives by giving them choices. And it doesn't have to be like, what do you want to wear today or what should we make for dinner it can be do you want the blue shirt or the red shirt and they're going to take ownership of that um it could be too in my house unfortunately sometimes because of the schedule do you want chicken nuggets or fish sticks right allowing them to make these decisions puts them in control of something makes them a leader teaches them early on leadership skills that are going to be useful to them in the long run if it's in your community no, you could do the same thing in a book club like hey do we want to read I don't know where the crawdad singer do we want to read 50 shades of gray like what are we in the mood for um you can also take these skills you can get to know people get to know what their priorities are and it doesn't have to be with other adults you can use this with your kids too like yes you might find that you're kid initially says that watching Paw Patrol 24-7 is the only priority. Um, But when you ask more questions, right, open-ended questions, I find out it's not just Paw Patrol. It's that he really likes that Paw Patrol helps other people. So now we talk about, okay, how can we help other people? And he comes up with ideas like, oh, we can go pick up the rocks off the sidewalk so that when the kids ride their bikes, they don't trip enabling him to be a leader, not just in our home, but in our community. And it's the cutest thing. So I really think giving people choices is if you see yourself in a leadership position and you don't really know how to go about leading there or you're new to it, just giving a choice is a good leadership segue into into things to come.
0: Yeah, because part of being a good leader is helping other people lead themselves, right?
1: Helping other people lead themselves and getting feedback from other people, right? Like you could be the type of leader that dictates everything, but that really just makes you a micromanager. Enabling people to lead themselves, have a say in what's going on. Not only does that get buy-in, but it, it empowers them and in that they're going to be more likely to do the thing in the first place like if i tell you we're reading book x instead of giving you a choice between x and y like you're going to you're going to be more solid in that conviction to do the thing if you feel like you had a say in it even if it doesn't necessarily go your way and that's just human psychology
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I love the the choices, especially because so my son is autistic and he can't always answer open-ended questions. So actually just before this, it was so funny. I, I still read books to him before bed every night and he loves it, even though he's almost eight. I think that's fine. Whatever. I'll read to him until he's 25. I really don't care. Yeah, do but, it. Um, I'll, I'll like, I, I asked him tonight, I was like, do you want, because usually I read him three books and I asked him, do you want one, two, three, or four books tonight? And he said, stop for a minute. And he goes, 10 books. <laughs> I'm like, I would love to spend that time with you. But then I, I had this podcast to record. So I was like, okay, we'll settle on five deal. And he's like, okay, deal. And we shook on it. So I read him five books, but yeah, I mean, those choices is it is, it is very empowering for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you think of your ideal client that you would work with, who, who do you kind of picture in your head? Like, is there a specific person that you kind of think, you know, that you would love to kind of like manifest or, um, you know, is it usually people in network marketing or who would you say your ideal client is that you're kind of looking for or hoping to attract however you, however you describe it.
1: Yeah, I actually really do love working with specifically women in network marketing um, because, you know, having been there, I see the gaps you know, I was, I was taught how to, to book the parties and sell the products and recruit the people, but nobody ever taught me what to do once I had the people in my space. And that led to a lot of, it's the last day of the month. Are you going to put your order in text, which like, I'm, I'm so sorry. No idea what you're talking about in early days. <laughs> um, but because I, I've i been in network marketing, I know you can make an income, I believe so strongly in the, the premise of network marketing, even though, yeah, sure, it gets a bad rep sometimes. I think it gets a bad reputation because these women don't necessarily, they aren't necessarily taught leadership skills and they do these things like mass message a hundred of the closest friends that you went to high school with 30 years ago, um, on Facebook when, you know, whatever, but it's because of this lack of leadership that this bad reputation has had. And if, if you have the leadership skills, you can build the team, you can grow the team, you can get buy-in. You're not going to be one of these women who's, you know, sending the text at the end of the month. And you can make a really good profit. It is profitable and it is good. And you can have all the things you want. You can work from home to spend more time with your kids. You can retire your husband. You can buy the condo in Miami, whatever you want, but you have to know who you are, what your vision is and how to talk to your people. And while it seems simple, it's It's not that easy and it's different for everyone. So yeah, I would say, honestly, women in network marketing would be my, my ideal client because I love them and I am them and I want them to have all of the things that they want. Definitely. Yeah. And,
0: and some of those tactics did work at one point. Right. And I think that just like how dreams can change, goals can change, desires can change, like our tactics can change and stuff that worked maybe 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago or two years ago in 2020, when everyone was, had nothing to do, but stare at their Facebook, you know, like there's things that worked then that might not work now as much, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's also about like, I mean, I I personally think being part of a good leader is being adaptable and um, adapting with the times and being like it's okay that the times are changing. Like that's great. Change is good. Like let's embrace change and let's keep rocking and rolling with yeah. it and figuring it out. And um, you know, so I think I think that's that's really good and that's really cool that these women in network marketing have you and and I'm still part of it, so I'm definitely not knocking that either. Um, but I do believe that there's better ways to do it than other ways. And um, mm. and you really can do whatever you want with it. You can do it part-time, full-time, you can, you can dabble in it, um, but it is something that if you do it the right way, you're not just going to make an income, you're going to make an impact on your life, other women's lives, your family, their families. And that has really always been my favorite part about it is the personal growth. And Mm -hmm. so if you're focusing on the right things, you're going to get so much more out of it than money. And so I think what you do is really important because people need to learn those things and they may not necessarily be getting that from their upline or from their company. Um, And by working with you, they might decide that they don't want to do it anymore. Kind of like how you, or, or do it in a different way. Kind of like how you did Mm -hmm. when you, when you had your coach and that's important too. So that's awesome. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with us before we close? Any last words of wisdom, advice, fun facts, <laughs> anything else that you want to share? Uh,
1: yeah. The one thing I would just say is, you know, while you can read a uh, hundred thousand books on leadership and get 400,000 pieces of different advice. And the reason there's so much advice out there is because true leadership is authentic leadership. So it's, it's going to look different to everybody, but those basic tenets of knowing yourself, knowing your vision and knowing your people, like that's something that stays true no matter what you're doing, where you're leading, how you're leading, what your personal philosophies are. Those are three things that you need. Um, the rest of it, it's all on you.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. So how can people work with you? How can they find you? How can they reach you after this and show you some
1: love? Uh, in true millennial mama fashion, I like to hang out on Instagram. Um, so I'm at Sarah Mayski on Instagram and come on over. Let's hang out. Let's have a, a conversation and let's just have fun. Leadership can be fun.
0: Definitely. Definitely. It should be fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it's not fun, then why are you doing it right? (laughs) So good. Well, thank you so much for being here and I hope you have an amazing night and thank you everyone for listening and thank you for laughing. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.